Welcome to Mind Over Matter with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. I share stories of insight, personal experience, ways in which I and others have overcome obstacles, and the importance of perseverance. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome to episode number 129. This week, you're getting a double dose of Heather's and a journey of somebody who went from not being able to swim to completing a half Iron Man. Welcome to this week's podcast episode. I brought on another Heather. Heather Parody, welcome. Heather's the best name ever. Yes. <laughs> uh, so nice to be with you. No, I remember when we connected on Facebook and I was like, yes, another Heather. Mm-hmm. Did you get Heather Feather wears leather and bad weather and all that? Oh gosh, no, I didn't. But I remember I, I thought I was so cool because I was Heather H, H squared. And <laughs> In fourth grade, I can't make this up. Fourth grade, we had three Heather H's in my class. No way. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Um, what, why I brought you on, first of all, give the listeners a little background. Where are you from and what do you do? Yeah. So I live in Georgia and I work full-time on my online business. I work in production and digital marketing for online business owners. Um, my passion project is my own show too. I love podcasting. Um, I think it's one of the greatest gifts in the world right now. And everybody should have a podcast if you're even slightly interested in it. I think it's awesome. So I work with a lot of podcast hosts and yeah, I just love it. Um, I have two beautiful little girls, uh, six and two and an awesome husband who's very patient with me because I have about another idea every, every other day that I'm trying to pursue. So <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I know what that's like. And, and I think part of me has realized that because I do, I'm very creative and it's like chasing the, the shiny object, but I'm trying to be more focused and chase the one. And when that's, yeah. then you go to the next, but how do you balance that, that creative inspiring energy with trying to stay focused and, you know, take one thing all the way? I'll tell you exactly how. And if you are watching this, you're going to see me pull, pick up a very old school, unprofessional uh, notebook. And I call this my idea book. And it's almost um, kind of like an ADD tendency where I have so much energy and so many thoughts at times. And I know, you know, when you're learning stuff in the digital space, there's always something new and always a new method and everything. But just like you said, unless you stay focused, you're not going to make progress. And I mean, you can even date that back to uh, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. I mean, I was just reading this morning, rereading that for like the seventh time. And he talked about sound plans and you have to have a sound plan. So the way I compensate for that is I have this little book, (laughs) literally a notebook. And whenever I have a new idea or someone says, hey, you should check this out, or I try to rabbit trail, I stop for a second and I write that down. I write down the idea. I write down the resource or whatever. And I close the book. And once a week, I, when I'm making my agenda for the week, I open my idea book and I kind of review all of those ideas, all of those resources, all of those things. And then at a later date, it's been a few days and I'm not as excited anymore about it. I can look at it more realistically and say, is this actually a good time for me right now? If it is, I'll move it over to my agenda and make time for it in my week. And if it's not, I'll just keep it in there for maybe a later date. Well, that's what I wanted to ask. How many of the things that you're so stoked about up front that you write down that you come back to and you're like, well, that was just a nice idea. I'd say 25% of it I use and 75% I throw away. Oh, wow. Wow. That's good to know. That makes me feel better. So maybe I'll get myself my own idea book. Yeah. It's been been super helpful. And I think, you know, as someone who's very big picture and all of that, 
Um, it helps actually physically doing something and writing it down because it kind of helps you feel like, well, I will get to that if it's important. Um, because I don't know about you, I, I classify myself as a big picture idea person. Um, and there's so much emotion attached to what we do where we it's very easy to get excited and just bounce ship and try something different. And that's not always the best thing. <laughs> yes. Sometimes my mom refers to me as a bouncy ball. I'm all over the place, but I'm like, mom, I have so many ideas. One thing of mine, actually my coach helped me with, I've had, I started a brand more or less several years ago, 365 boarding, because I wanted to promote the passion of an active lifestyle through boarding sports. And it was one of those things that was like my baby and I had this idea, but I don't know. I, I never really carried it out. And it was only more recently that my coach helped me realize maybe that's my passion project. It doesn't have to be a business. It doesn't have to. So I think there's a fine line of passion projects and things that you love to do for hobbies and whatever, but you don't have to make every hobby or interest a business. That's a really, really profound thought. Yeah. And true. Yes. All right, let's get to the real reason I brought you on today. When we were talking previously, you shared what I thought was such a powerful story with me about mindset and pushing yourself past your comfort zone and challenging yourself. So if you could take us back a little bit and share your process of training and going through an Ironman. Yeah. Oh, um, so I'm a runner. I've always been a runner. I've been running since I was 15, 16 years old. It was a way that I coped with a lot of um, anxiety uh, that I had when I was younger and still do at times. So I, running has just been like an outlet and it's come easy to me. It's easy for me to put on my shoes and just run out the door. In fact, it feels good. Like I love sweating out in the sun and all of that. My husband thinks I'm crazy. So running, running simple. I've, I've done multiple half marathons. Um, I run insane amount every week. And I, I love it. I was out running last year, last year, I believe it was probably about a year ago around this time. And I was running with a friend and she mentioned, I'm going to do an Ironman. There's an Ironman coming up in our town and I'm going to do it. And I immediately said to her, I could never do that. Like I verbally said that. And the moment I said that, I, I was just kind of shocked that I said something like that because I'm always the one preaching to people like you can do anything and it's all about your mindset and we set limitations and fear and blah, 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 blah on the show. I'm the one always harping about that. And here I am a walking contradiction to what I preach saying I could never do that. So right after I said that, you know, I started asking her more questions about it. And the reason that I said I could never do it is not because of the training or the strain or whatever, it's because I am really afraid of water or I was really afraid of water at the time. I didn't know how to swim. I've never been a swimmer. In fact, when I was a small child, there's a couple of times I had like these drowning experiences and I don't know like how accurate it was. I know as a kid, it felt like I almost died and I may have, I'm not sure. But the point is I didn't do well in the water. In fact, when we go to the beach, like anything, I'm the one who has the sunscreen that's laying out, reading the book while everybody else is splashing in there. I'm like, I'm good. So that's why I didn't think I could do it. So I, I started asking her more questions about it. And it was during that run. I said, you know what? I think I'm going to sign up for it too. And came home. And again, I mentioned that my husband's patient. So came home and told him that I was going to do an Ironman. And he's like, oh, Heather, what does this involve? And I'm like, I don't know. But I'm the type of person that signs up for things and figures it out later. And it's exactly what happened. Uh, but yeah, I just started the process about a year ago around this time where I believe it was March, April. 
and the Ironman was in September. So I had to, and I never, I mean, I would say I never, I've never ridden a grown up bike. (laughs) Let's put it that way. When I was a kid, I rode a bike, but I hadn't had a bike since. So that was new too. Um, And the swimming was brand new. So literally I went on this journey where, you know, just within a few months I had to learn how to swim and then also train for the bike and then couple that with, with the run. So I really looked at it as, yes, it was really cool for like a physical opportunity, but I did it for me because I really wanted to figure out the mind body connection. And I knew that there's been a lot of hurdles in my own business and things that I want to push past in my personal life. And I know because I preach it all the time and I had to live it that we kind of have to prove things to ourselves sometimes. We kind of have to intentionally put ourselves in these situations. We don't think that we can do it to show us how powerful our minds actually are. Heather, I couldn't agree more. And as a fellow runner, I totally understand the runner's high. And I've, I've been a runner since I was a young girl, like elementary school. I'll be like, bye, mom. I'm going to go for a jog. But maybe for somebody who's not a runner who can't relate to us, can you explain what is running for you? Is it like a moving meditation? Is it just a release? Do you, I mean, what's it like for you? So we talked earlier about being an idea person and, you know, bouncing all that. I I think I have, um, I'm not big on labels. (laughs) I don't want to say like, you know, hyperactivity disorder or anything like that. But, you know, somebody who were to say that, I think it'd be easy to pin me for that. I have a lot of energy. I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of emotion. I have a lot. I just have a lot in this package right here. Like this is just a whole bunch of stuff. And so I know it sounds crazy, but literally going out and just pounding on pavement, like it's even different outside for me than even on a treadmill, the physical exertion that it takes, the exhaustion, the actual motion of going through running, I feel like I'm getting out some of my energy and my passion and my heart and my emotion. And I feel cleansed after it. Sometimes it feels like I'm balled up with all this stuff. And a lot of times too, when I, when I get upset or I have a lot of pressure on me, um, emotional, like, getting all of that out. I know it sounds weird, but the physical representation of it actually is an emotional release for me. So you know, where some people want to sit and talk and all that, I want to go run really hard in the heat and listen to loud music and just get everything out. And I feel like I just spent through a therapy session. <laughs> and also too, like on a spiritual level, um, if you are spiritual or not listen to whoever's listening, I, I feel like I get downloads from God, the universe, whatever. I feel like in that state of where you can really lay everything out and you can um, kind of get to the end of yourself exhaustion wise, I feel like that's where I can hear things a lot clearer. And that's where a lot of ideas come for me, a lot of clarification, um, a lot of peace, knowing everything's okay. Cause sometimes I put a lot of pressure on myself. And when I go out and I run and I get all of that out, I just feel like Heather, you're going to be okay. So, yeah, it just, it sounds to me like running for you and maybe we relate with the idea. So it's almost like it's monkey mind, right? We have mm-hmm. so much mind chatter and so much going on that that is running is a way to quiet that. Yes. Right. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Okay. So now walk us through, you're afraid of water. You have all this, you know, childhood trauma of water and swimming. How did you, how did you even begin? Well, I told everybody I was going to do it. So I am the type of person, if you dare me to do anything, um, I'll probably do it. I have a big problem with that. So if I publicly declare something, if I make a statement, it's going to happen. Uh, unless 
you know, circumstances outside of my control. So I knew, first of all, I needed to hold myself accountable by just physically announcing to people that this is what I was going to do. From there, um, I kind of leaned into my strength at first, and I really decided that I was going to buckle down on the run and make sure that that was something that was just not hard for me at all. So I committed to running a half marathon every week to just get my body in a point where I knew like running was just like breathing, which it had been up to that point, but I'd never ran that much that. So every weekend I got up in the morning and I ran a half marathon, no matter where I was at, no matter what state I was in or whatever. So I did that. And then, um, through the water, I went to a swimming pool and tested to see how far I could swim without stopping. And I think it was around 40 feet. Okay. Um, and that was like, like, like nasty swim, like the ugly swim where people are like, is she okay? So I I tested that out and I I could get that far and it was, it was messy. So I did a lot of YouTube videos. Um, you know, a lot of people said, get a trainer, get a coach and all that. And I'm all for trainers and coach, but I'm also, uh, knew that I had a lot of mental work that I could work through myself. So I, um, I watched a lot of YouTube videos, learned about breathing, I touched base with a friend of mine who said the most beautiful thing to me. And he, he does a lot. He's an inner work coach. He deals with a lot of emotions and stuff. And he, he told me, um, that being in water was a natural state and that I was returning back to water. Cause you know, we were in the womb and we were in water and this was this natural state for us as humans to be there. And he gave me this mantra to say, you belong here you belong here. And so I would get in the water and while I was like feeling that anxiety and all that, and you know, my background is uh, counseling. So I've been trained on, you know, all of the anxiety techniques, everything, you know, deep breathing, visualization, all of that. So I was like, I was counseling myself, you know, bringing all of that in and just repeating that mantra. I belong here. I belong here. I belong here. I knew it wasn't a physical, um, barrier I was facing. I knew it was a mental one. I knew it was because I was panicking. I was freaking out. I was having these scenarios in my head. And so much of swimming is breathing and being calm. And they put yourself in a situation where you're deathly afraid. It's like getting in a pile of snakes and saying, breathe, yeah. be calm. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just started in that swimming pool until finally I could swim back and forth with that. And then I went over to uh, my husband's in, in, in the military. I went over to the military base and there was an Olympic-sized pool there. First time I could just swim across once worked, swim across twice. And I just slowly worked up to it. I also, uh, used a lot of visualization. I'm, I'm very spiritual, weird, woo woo. So here we go. <laughs> um, used a lot of visualization. So I pictured different people that I trusted and believed in at the end of the swimming pool and just kind of saw them there. It was just swimming to them and remaining really calm. And I would hear like people say like, okay, Heather, you got this, you got this. And it was a lot of mental work. I was talking to myself the entire time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that, that's how I got through it. And within, um, you know, over the summer taught myself how to swim and ended up swimming. It was a Ironman 70. So swam a little bit over a mile in September in a alligator infested Georgia river. Yeah. So that there's that side note. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so we did it. And for those, I just realized for somebody who doesn't know what an Ironman is, how long is the swim bike and run? Yeah. So this is a half Ironman. Uh, so okay. we do 70 miles and it's a little over one mile swim. It's a 58 mile bike ride followed by a half marathon run. Dang. 
That's amazing. And it was about a hundred and something degrees that day. Um, yeah. And what was really interesting is, you know, running is my strength. I can't, like I said, I was running half every weekend. Um, but I physically just exhausted my body towards the end where running, I was literally like a crawl. Like it was, it was the yeah. hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, my husband literally came over to me and was like walking beside me, like t- talking to me because I was like delusional. I couldn't even, um, it, it was really, really hard. Um, I, I should have eaten more <laughs> than I did. I didn't eat anything. I learned a lot of little small trees. It was interesting because the the one thing that I thought I was going to, you know, I talk, told you before, it was really hard swimming, but um, I didn't really mentally prepare myself for the rest of it either. But I think the biggest takeaway is you had so much determination that you were no longer going to let fear keep you out of the water, right? And mm-hmm. so you did the work, the mindset, the physical, all the training to complete a half Ironman. That's a big deal. Yeah. What was your biggest takeaway from that? Did, I mean, did you feel like you couldn't conquer anything going forward? How, how was, what did you walk away feeling? I realized how important that was to do it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I needed to do that for me <laughs> and even if there would have been no one there and, you know, you and I weren't having this conversation and it ever would have been brought up again, I realized how important it was for me to experience that, to understand um, how powerful my own intention and my mind is. And not that I can do anything, but it's not that now I'm still not afraid of things. Like there are a couple other things that I'm thinking about trying out before and doing um, that I'm scared to do as well. But now I have like a basis to kind of compare it to like, well, Heather, you know, it's, you did, you got in the freaking, you know, Savannah river and swam a mile. <laughs> like you can do this. So it's not that I still don't face fear, but now having that reference point is so helpful. Um, and two, I, I really wanted, um, I know my girls are too little right now, but it's so important for me to show them, um, what this looks like growing up, you know, cause I want them to have a reference point of the things that they're afraid of and like them to live a life where they see their mom doing crazy things and their mom pushing herself. And they're, I just think being a, st- a strong woman and rep, you know, representing that as much as I can is so important. Cause I'm telling you, I have two little girls to look at you. I mean, it's the most humbling thing in the world and scary. Uh, so I thought about them a lot too. Well, and I want to ask you, um, the days when you didn't feel like training, the days when your body hurt and ached. Yeah. So how did you, the reason I ask you this is because I'm similar to you, but not to that extreme. I ran a half marathon years ago. I created mental blocks that running was painful. I didn't train well. And now I'm pushing myself again, like you, but it's for me, I'm I'm running a full marathon. I'm six weeks out now. And there are days, yeah, that I don't want to run. And those are the days that I push through and like the body aches, but I don't like, how did you get past the thoughts of, I don't want to, it hurts. I'm sore. How'd you push past? Yeah, that's, that's a really, really good question. I kind of go on the opposite extreme where I'm so hard on myself sometimes that I have to be okay with resting. Like I remember one time, one time, um, I really was just in a lot of pain and I, I was just emotionally not there. And I had to talk to myself, it's like, Heather, it's okay to just not train today. It's okay to skip it. Um, it's okay to listen to your body when you know that it needs some rest. But on the flip side of that, if that's all, you know, happening on a continual basis, you're not going to have the stamina. You're not going to be able to make it. 
Um, I have been working really, really hard to, to down to every detail of my life, making sure that there is zero negativity. There is zero people in my life that allow voices in that give any way to excuse or complacency almost to a point and not to be like a jerk where it's like, well, you're, you know, you're this or you're that, but also to just being very intentional that the people I surround myself with and the voices that I listen to are adding life to me and spurring me towards my greater self. So, you know, when I'm training, I listen to a lot of kind of more meditative stuff. I listen to podcasts. I'm constantly pouring into my mind and my soul, like who I want to become. I mean, constantly from the moment I wake up pretty much to the time I go to bed, very, very guarded with that. Um, I think that's super important because literally the, the words that you hear, you know, the atmosphere that you're in, the energy that's around you seeps into you and it, it dictates who you become. I believe that with all of my heart. And then to that accountability piece I mentioned earlier of, of sharing um, my journey, I got on Facebook and I said, I'm afraid of water and I'm going to swim. And I posted pictures of it. I posted pictures of my feet and I admitted, I'm like, I can only swim this far right now. Like I was very, very open with the journey hopefully to encourage like my audience who are listening and on Fidget Friday on our episodes, I would document on there what, what was going on, how I was doing and everything to be authentic and transparent. Cause nobody likes perfect, Like people want to know your struggle. But then also too, is this sense of accountability towards me that, you know, I'm showing up for these people and I'm going to follow through with what I said, because I'm not only doing this for me, I'm doing this for all the people who think they can't as well in their lives. That's powerful. Um, I'm curious, are you, I know you used the the phrase or mantra, you belong here, but did you have any others like I am statements or any other mental triggers to keep pushing? I think that was my only consistent one. Now, um, I am a mantra, like I love mantras in general, so I use them constantly throughout my life, um, but it's not anything that was specific outside of that one. That was the main one, um, yeah, that I used. That's awesome. I love your story and, and thank you for sharing. Um, I'd kind of like to wrap this up with some rapid fire questions for sure. you. What is a quote or motto that you live by? Ooh. I'll just say the one that I, I wrap um, the show and the business around is uh, step up, use your voice and make an impact in the world. I think there are too many people with a message inside of them and they're not sharing it and they're not giving it but it's not for them. It's for other people. And the world would be completely different. I think if we all stepped up and use our voices. 100% agree. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Sure. I'll, I think I'm in three right now. <laughs> um, I'm reading um, A Course in Miracles right now. Have you ever heard of that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going through that one for the first time. It's really, really good. I'm rereading uh, Think and Grow Rich. I think I've read that seven times now. <laughs> um, it's just a really, I love that book. And then I'm also in The Judgment Detox, um, Gabrielle Bernstein. Yeah. So how are you able to balance? Because for me, I tried to do that, but now I, I have to go all in, finish a book and go to the next. So how do you take snippets of each? Yeah, it's, you know, I'm a very ordered person. Like every, I think I have like spreadsheets for everything and all that. So it's very uncharacteristic of me to be like that. Um, I just have these weird, like some days I'm just feeling stuff and other days I'm not. Like, I don't, I don't know why, but just sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, this is the judgment detox kind of day. And other days I'm like, no, I want to read, you know, more about mindset and all that. Um, I, I just, I've really been working in the morning of 
it's, it's hard as someone, you know, we talked about, you know, your racing thoughts and all of your ambition and all of that. I really believe in spirituality and I really believe in intention, but it's also very hard for me to do that because my character is to just go, go, go and I accomplish. And I want to wake up in the day and like, let's drink a green smoothie, knock out a few miles and get to work. You know, it's hard for me to like pause and like actually tune in and listen. And although I believe in it, it's also very hard for me to practice. So in the morning, I've been trying to slow down and really tune in and be like, okay, what is your intuition saying? Where are you at right now? Like, let's just honor that. And if that means picking up another book that you're not reading right now, if that means switching things up a little bit, that's okay. Uh, And that's hard for me sometimes. I love that you're always pushing yourself and challenging and questioning your ways. My final question for you would be, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, wow. Um, don't worry about boys. This is the first thing that comes to mind. Don't worry about relationships. I, I spent so much time agonizing over my relationships with other people without really developing my relationship with myself and figuring out who I was. And, you know, now as a mother and a wife, I feel like I'm getting to a point where I'm actually exploring that and figuring that out. And, you know, everything has its own time and season. So I'm not sure it was technically out of order, but I think initially my first thought is if I could go back to 20 year old Heather, you know, early twenties, mid twenties, whatever. And just say like, Hey girl, like, don't even worry about all this right now. Like find yourself, explore, play, tune in, dig in deep, find out who you are, you know, and stop putting so much social pressure on yourself to reach certain milestones that you feel like you're supposed to reach Mm -hmm. to please other people who you don't even really like. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think if, yeah, that's powerful right there is to let go of others expectations and, and tune into you. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Heather, thank you so much for joining me and sharing your story. It was awesome. Thank you so much, Heather. (laughs) Heather. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. To connect with me further, you can find me on Facebook, Heather Hakes. I am also on Instagram as Heather.Hakes. And I even have a YouTube channel. Guess what? Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode. (laughs) 